Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marichu. Today, we are going to talk about yoga or pelvic health. That's right, Christiana, and I brought my friend Swati Mara Ramcharan to help us along. Please welcome Swati to the Forever Young Podcast. Welcome, Swati. I've heard so much about you. Nice to finally meet you. It's nice to meet you too. Thank you and thank you for having me. You're welcome. We're so very excited to have you with us today, Swati. Swati has a passion and has always had a passion for healthy living. She holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in Culture, Women's Studies, and Languages from York University. She completed her 200-hour yoga teacher training at Balanced Life Yoga and also has specific training in pre- and postnatal training for yoga and yoga for pelvic health. Now, let's invite our listeners to get comfortable as we delve into the topic of yoga for pelvic health. Okay, Christiana, we've talked a little bit about yoga here and there. You know that I love yoga and that I've been practicing yoga for about 10 years now. I absolutely love it. And of course, hot yoga is definitely my favorite. I've even included a three-hour yoga event into my lineup of fundraisers for ALS Double Play. So that's how much I love yoga. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's been some time since we've been able to do a group class. So I do try and incorporate at least 10 to 20 minutes each day at home. How about you, Christiana? Do you practice yoga? Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'll have lots to learn then today. Definitely. But it is up there on my bucket list. Just the other day, I was talking to one of my 85-year-old ladies, a resident, and I said she looked really great for her age. And she goes, oh, that's because I've done yoga all my life. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So that's why I'm going to pay very close attention because I want to look that good at 85. So, uh, Swati, I'm sure that at the end of today, you'll push me through that finish line and I'll be ready to do yoga. Um, actually every time we discuss these physical activities Cherry shows me up as not being half as physically active as she is we're always talking about yoga you know eating these gigantic bowls of vegetables (laughs) and apples (laughs) but I'm pretty sure that after tonight I'll be catching up with her Swati I would like you to please Tell myself and our listeners, excluding Sherry, a little bit about yoga in general. And please break it down very, very slowly. What is yoga? Sure. So it's it's a pretty big question, like what is yoga? Um, it can, yoga can mean different things to different people, especially if we think of where it originated from in South Asia versus the Western world. Um, So most people think of yoga as a practice of movement that is considered, it's called asana, uh, which is one part of yoga. Um, But there's so much more to yoga than that. Yoga is about connection and exploration. It's about connecting to yourself and the people around you. 
and if the rest of the world. Um, it's an exploration of the body and mind and connecting to your highest self. It's working with our bodies, but also working with our breath, our mind and emotions. Um, and it's a spiritual, a mental and physical practice. Although for some, it can intertwine like culture and religion. Um, it's, a, it's more of a way of a life. It's more a way of life than um, that anyone can practice from any religion. So it's not really a religious practice. Yeah, and I think like for me, I started yoga because I like to sit contorted in my chair often. And <laughs> one day I got out of that position and I was like, whoa, that does not feel good. And it was just like all of a sudden my body was old one day. So um, that's why I started yoga. It was like totally crazy. But I mean, happen at 26. I know. <laughs> So I just, it's, it's funny because like when you talk about spiritual, mental parts of yoga, I, I'm not sure that I'm there yet. You know, like it's for me, it's like strength, flexibility. I love the breathing. I love the meditation. So I think I still have a long way to go with yoga and it's, you know, so so, Christiana, don't think that once you start, you've got it. <laughs> well, with Swadi's help, I'll be way ahead of you. <laughs> she can help you, I'm sure. But there is this connection now that we're going to talk about yoga with pelvic health. So when you say pelvic health, what are you talking about? So, so okay, the best tools for your pelvic health our pelvic health, our movement and breath. And as you may know, those are big components that yoga offers or asana. Um, so it's such a perfect combination for our pelvic health. By using movement and breath, you can improve your pelvic health. Okay. I feel like when people think about pelvic health, they think mostly about women, but Public health is just as important in men as women, right? Airports put these two together. What is yoga for pelvic health? Yes. So um, your pelvic health is basically everything in the pelvic region. So that includes your bladder, your bowel health, um, vaginal health, uterine health, sexual health, and muscles and structures. So we share most of those things with men. So men also have um, their own pelvic health. They have a bladder that, you know, like, so they, they, and so we share a lot of things in common with men. Um, but I would say, um, you know, because we also have like, and women have vaginas and we have the whole reproductive system. So um, we have specialists who specialize maybe in both men and um, women's pelvic health in terms of physiotherapy, but then um, it's just a different set of um, anatomy. It's, it's different anatomy. So maybe different issues that they, they don't have in common. Okay, so that's really interesting, Swati. So tell me, like, 
like if you're telling us that asanas or yoga poses um, are helpful for pelvic health, then um, am I already doing good for my pelvis or do I need to do different poses? Yeah. So I, you know, I would first say that any movement is good for our body. Um, but as you know, um, there's so many, as you may know, Sherry, like there's so many different types of yoga, as we call it. There's yoga that focuses on breath. There is fast paced yoga or yoga that's more physically demanding. Um, there's yoga that involves like chanting and hot yoga. There's, there's a ton out there. There's goat yoga with goats. And <laughs> I totally am open to trying. Right, like, really? Yes. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Anna, this summer, you and me, goat yoga. Me. <laughs> me I have to draw the line somewhere. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, it just keeps growing as the yoga world evolves and grows. And yoga teachers may focus on one of those things or, you know, create their own combination of what they like. Each teacher can have their own style. What I personally teach in yoga for pelvic health is a gentle movement. We're not doing handstands or pretzels. We're focused on the breath and bringing calm and relaxation to the body and mind. Um, I focus on the back, hips, and pelvis as well. And just depending on the client, I would tailor it to what they need and what their health issues are um, and how they would like what they would benefit from. So some pelvic health issues may need someone to find more relaxation in their body, whereas another issue may need them to strengthen more. Um, and I also focus on awareness of our pelvic region in general. And that's, that's where, you know, using yoga as a tool is so great because we just start becoming more aware and in tune of our bodies just by sitting there in stillness or, or listening to how you're feeling. Um, so that's just great for your pelvic health. And, and there's so much taboo and silence around the pelvic region that a lot of us just haven't brought that awareness to what we're feeling or, or that these issues can be resolved. Like we may just not know societally um, or maybe culturally. So um, it's just, it's a great thing. To, I, I just want more and more people to know about it and for more word to get out about our pelvic health in general. Okay, Swati, when we first met, you were definitely not doing this line of work. <laughs> Would you mind sharing with our listeners how you got into helping people feel better through yoga? Sure. So, yes, when we met, we were in more of a corporate type setting. <laughs> I did enjoy yoga, but I always thought of it as like a luxury of some sort. Um, so I felt like if I was going to spend time to move, I better do some strength training or cardio to lose weight um, or to strengthen. But especially after kids, my body felt different. And all I really felt like doing was attending a yoga class. Um, but I couldn't always do what was being taught. And, and it's probably because I had my own back and hip issues. So I found out about pelvic physiotherapy and got treatment from a pelvic physiotherapist um, then I had the pleasure and blessing to work with 
with pelvic physiotherapists. Um, so I work at a women's health center that focuses on women's health. Of course, um, the physiotherapists are specialized in pelvic physiotherapy and they completely blew my mind and opened this whole world of pelvic health to me. I learned so much from them and I continue to learn so much from them on a daily basis. One of them encouraged me to take a yoga teacher training. And I always thought it would be something maybe I'd do later on in my life when my kids got older, but all I needed was that push, right? Yes, that's all you need. <laughs> like you are pushing me today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pushing, Swati's pulling you. <laughs> okay. I'm all yours. <laughs> so once I did that training, it opened up more to me in the world of yoga. I should say Western yoga because I grew up with so much of yoga's teachings in my own house with my parents um, who are very spiritual, but at home, we don't call it yoga. <laughs> it's a way of life. Um, so once I took the training, I started teaching yoga in my workplace and I had to really tailor it to the patients and, and what their needs were and um, what their needs were as patients with pelvic, like patients with pelvic health issues. So I learned a lot through that process and I realized that that's what I wanted to do. And I felt there's this need for people who, who need to move, who want to move, but are scared to because of pain or they don't know how to without hurting themselves. Um, and I learned that I could actually teach yoga for public health through more amazing people and resources. Um, so that, that's how I also found yoga for public health. Um, and uh took training through that and through pelvic health professionals and continue to do so. So it's a continuous learning and we learn more and more and science just brings more to light every day. And it's just so exciting for me. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. You are blessed to have found your calling. It's so amazing how God directed your steps towards what you, your niche. Um, for those of you who are not Christians, you can say maybe Allah or the universe, you know, directs people to where they should be. So I'm really happy for you. So what would you say to people who are experiencing back, hip, pelvic pain, and even other issues that you mentioned? What would you advise them or suggest that they do? So first I would say we need to practice tuning in and really taking notice of what we're feeling. That's what I mean by tuning in, just like really just taking notice of how we're feeling, what we're feeling and where we're feeling it. Um, and if we're feeling it, if we're experiencing persistent pain, discomfort or leaking, a heavy feeling, I would tell them to see their healthcare professional. Um, you know, oftentimes we're told that leaking is a normal part of aging or having children and even back pain is a normal part of our lives. And it's, it's just not true. Like you, you can get help for it. And it depends on the healthcare professionals. Some of them, um, some of them will send you, you know, to a public health professional or a public physiotherapist if they see those symptoms. Um, and, 
um, just more word needs to get out, I think, for the rest of, for the medical community to, to hear more about it. But I would just say, listen to your body. And if pain or any of those issues that, that I mentioned are being dismissed or, or an accepted part of life or motherhood or aging, then explore it more yourself. And if you decide it's what you want, if, if you decide that you want to explore it more, um, then you can get the doctor's note either from your doctor or another doctor if um, you're using your insurance benefits to, to use coverage for it. I think like the number one, um, the number one message there is that pain is not normal mm. and that you should ask those questions definitely of your healthcare professional and that you can do something about it. I think those are like the main messages here, like listen to your body and, and know that if you have pain somewhere or leaking or anything like that, that you can do something about it and you don't have to live with it just because people say that this is a normal part of aging. I mean, we want people to stay forever young, right, Christiana? So being pain-free is important. Pain-free, leak-free. Free, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I would also say like, it, it's a journey too, right? It's it's exploring. Sometimes we don't know what's going on, but if you know that something doesn't feel right, you know, to explore that and keep an open mind. Like for example, if you're experiencing pain in your hip, you have to remember that there's so much connected to that hip. So it may be something else that you're feeling the effects of that issue in your hip. Um, and that's where healthcare professionals come in. You know, they're there to help you figure out these things and, and be, to, be, be detective with you. So you've been doing this for some time now. I'm wondering if you might be able to share um, like a, a success story with us. You know, you don't have to give us all the details, but maybe you can help us hear some good news story from, from your time doing pelvic health yoga. Sure. Um, so I had a client who actually continues to practice with me. Um, she has had back and hip tension and she couldn't do the everyday things that she enjoyed doing, like without experiencing pain. So she enjoys gardening and walking. And she also had issues with feeling dizzy, like when lying flat on her body, like lying flat on her back or doing any inverted poses. Um, and she knew why medically, but that that kind of made her hesitant to exercise or try yoga. Um, so we worked together and I made modifications to some of the poses and focused on relaxing and stretching as well. We made sure her head would stay elevated and I gave her tips for when she was gardening to adjust how she sat or stood. And then we also made sure she was drinking enough water and all that good stuff. So she had a practice of movement that was made just for her and what she was experiencing in her body, a practice that she was comfortable doing, which we continue to update and modify. Even like a year later, um, we we still like make changes and, and do different things together. So she actually just told me the other day she felt so much more prepared 
prepared and excited for the gardening season and being on her feet for long periods of time because she had tools to manage the tension. And it's so amazing to think about because she started with never having done yoga before. Um, so that's pretty cool. Like now she even practices it on her own every day, which is that's really cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. So she was just like me. Yeah. Well, well, wait, Christiana, she doesn't love gardening. I mean, she loves gardening. You don't love gardening. <laughs> Yoga's not going to make you love gardening. I still haven't seen you come plant those perennials on my lawn. <laughs> That's fantastic. I could definitely use some of this pelvic yoga. I was rear-ended twice in automobile accidents, as well as getting beat up by one of my patients while I worked at a psychiatric hospital. And at the time, I was four months pregnant. So I developed this really bad lower back pain. I went to the chiropractor for years and eventually got better. However, just last week, for no reason, I started feeling excruciating pain in my lower back. I didn't tell anyone, just my daughter, who would rub it for me at night. Like when I got out of the car, I couldn't straighten up. I had to slowly get up to a standing position and then I go into work. I told no one anything about it, but I continued to do some line exercises, stretching and stuff like that. And it, it's completely gone now. So hopefully it will never come back. So I definitely need you and I <laughs> that I'm better for now. So just let me know where to sign up, please. <laughs> <laughs> So we've loved having you with us today, Swati. So many of us are sitting in front of our computers without coffee break walks and going to the cafe or walking across the parking lot to Tim Hortons like we used to do. (laughs) So this is all leading to increased back pain and discomfort. Do you think that maybe you can share a couple of yoga poses um, with us? Maybe you can describe them that we might be able to do um, to help lessen the pain. Absolutely. So if you're sitting all day, um, you could do some chest openers to bring some space between your shoulders and maybe bring some lengthening to your rounded back. Um, So one thing you could do is open your arms wide Take a few deep breaths. Maybe do this as you're listening. <laughs> Christina, let's see. Arms <laughs> <laughs> wide. Yes. Arms at the elbow so that your hands are pointing up as if you're waving high and open your chest. And then also um, you could try stretching your neck. So um, leaning your ear to your shoulder and relax your shoulders. And hold for a few moments. And lean your other ear to your other shoulder. Don't forget to breathe. And then you could also do some cat-cow. So in tabletop or on your hands and knees, you would inhale and and, um, open your chest, shoulders back, drop your belly, point your tailbone out. And exhale, round your back. The crown of your head points to the ground. 
And you could continue this movement. So repeat as many times as it feels good. Um, and if it works for you at your work, you could put a timer on maybe every hour to get up and just walk around for a minute or move around just to add more movement in your day bit by bit and to avoid sitting for long periods of time. Um, yeah, that's something that I always tell my mom to do all the time. I like, and actually I have now outfitted her with an Apple watch. And so I can see whether she's been standing and moving all day. You must be a PI, Sherry. Maybe you should fit me with one too. Huh. <laughs> like sometimes I'll like check out her her movement and see that like she really hasn't moved all day, and I will call her and be like, "Are you still in bed? Like <laughs> on that watch and move." <laughs> that is awesome, though. You're trying to keep your mom forever young. Important. Yeah, it job. is so important to move and it's and just like Swati said like it's important to if you can move every hour not just like you know move for half an hour in the middle of the day but like move every hour don't think that you know you can lie down and eat bonbons all morning yeah. and then you know work out for yeah. a bit and then do it again in the afternoon right. you, don't, you don't really need to have a scheduled exercise routine just move yeah, yeah. So important. Exactly. And and sometimes finding that time to have like a 30 minute or one hour workout is really hard for people. So even just moving in some sort of way, especially in a way that that you enjoy, will make you more motivated to move, right? That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And I just want to remind our listeners at this time that we are not doctors, though we Played on radio or TV. <laughs> so please, before you try anything new, consult your healthcare practitioner. Don't try anything and hurt yourself and say, Sherry and Christian. Christiana told me. You should blame Swati. She told you to do table tops and whatever. Most of you just call it. <laughs> Thank you for the reminder, Christiana. As I like to say, Christiana is a nurse, but she's not your nurse. So <laughs> make sure you, you talk to your own healthcare practitioner. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to, you to know, Christiana, there's another amazing, interesting fact about my friend Swati. Do you want to hear? Hey, please, pray tell. What is it? <laughs> she sings. Oh, she- my goodness. Okay. So <laughs> I think I'm going to ask you, Swati, to please sing for us because after this, I'm going to you know, ask you to take me on as a student too. I'm going to learn Hawaiian dancing. I'm going to learn swimming. And what else am I learning from you, Sherry? So And now I'm going to become your student to learn how to sing. I'm going to Christiana how to Hawaiian dance while I'm speaking French to her. Oh, yeah, French, yeah. In the pool. Right, right. And I'll be sure to remember to dry myself properly before I walk into the cold weather. (laughs) These are all stories from different podcasts. So if you want to know what we're talking about, please cycle back and listen to some of these podcasts and you will know what we're talking about. Singing's for fun. Um, I just, I used to sing and perform a lot when I was younger and I'm just bringing things back in my life that bring me joy. 
um, we can sometimes lose those things in the busyness of life. And so just bringing those things back and staying forever young. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) So I'm sure after listening to this, all of our friends and listeners will want to be able to get a hold of you. So please share with everybody how they can get in contact with you. Okay, sure. It is, um, you can reach me, find me on my website at www.yogawithswati.com. That's S-W-A-A-2-I, Swati with two A's. Um, Or on Instagram at yogawithswati. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Swati. It was very interesting chatting with you this evening. I'm Christiana Eggy. And namaste. I'm Sherry Marichu. See you next time on Forever Young. Until then, keep smiling. Because you're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggy and Sherry Marichu and it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.